Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. All right, well, let's switch over to BC politics for a moment. Lots going on in Victoria today. Um, Let's first talk about COVID and the fact that so many of us work from home, but increasingly the private sector, in my sense of it, and maybe it's my bias because I think it's the right thing to do, try to encourage as many employees back to work uh, in this environment, in a radio environment, in a, in a creative environment. I think it's more people you have at the office, the better the product. But in every, every business can be different. In the public sector, I understand there was an announcement today that uh, all postings for jobs are open to anyone who lives in a community with a local government office uh, where they could work remotely rather than being, uh, rather than having to work in, let's say, Victoria or Vancouver. Walk me through, where is this coming from? What's the thinking behind all this? Yeah, the big thinking is the fact that the government, like everyone else, is having a hard time attracting workers, especially in very expensive places like Victoria and Vancouver. And so the government is trying to get creative here. They learned during the pandemic that, yes, there are drawbacks. As you mentioned, uh, for many workers, they are much more productive when they are in an office environment uh, with their colleagues and their superiors around them. But there are many people that have worked extremely effectively from home. It allows them to balance out other parts of their lives while also acknowledging the fact that recruiting workers to Victoria is becoming increasingly harder. Uh, The average price of a detached home in Victoria is over a million dollars. That is a new phenomenon here. The phenomenon continues in Vancouver, as you can't find a detached home anywhere in Metro Vancouver for less than a million dollars. So finding those workers, uh, you need to, to get more creative. And that potentially means encouraging people to live in areas where housing is less expensive, there's greater access to childcare, uh, you potentially can have additional money to send your uh, you know, go on vacation, send your kids to different schools. You give you give people flexibility there, and the belief from government is you can recruit the best people to do the jobs. We've already noticed it in some of the other postings the government has done. Just a few weeks ago, you and I spoke about it, the announcement around hiring more Crown prosecutors that are desperately needed. Mm-hmm. Part of that application says right on it, those prosecutors can live anywhere in British Columbia in order to do the work, and now we're seeing that in the entirety of the public service. I mean, I still have difficulty with this. Your argument makes complete sense for me, but I, I just think that when it comes to productivity and accountability, it's better to have employees at the office. Yes, in some cases, you can work from home, even part time. But I don't know where society has got where we've gotten to a point where we shouldn't be able to come into work. I think employees must be accountable, and I think when they're at work, they're accountable. And they're more productive. Uh, I understand the cost of living issue, but I don't know how, how you can have somebody, let's say, working out of Prince George, even though they should be in Victoria. Yes, you can do Zoom calls, but over the long term, is that going to be productive? Yeah, and that's one of the things the government is going to be forced to test here is where does that productivity remain or where does it lack? And I think there's a belief that over the last three years when workers have been working away from work and a lot of public sector workers 
were encouraged to come back to the office here in British Columbia. We saw it first from government staff, and then we saw it from the entirety of the public service. This is largely a shift led by Shannon Salter, who is the new deputy uh, minister responsible for the premier under Premier David Eby, that there's a more leniency towards uh, this sort of virtual work. It, it's going to change the standards, no doubt. It leads to a number of complications around what is your workplace and what is not your workplace and what is covered by your employer and what is not covered by your employer. But I think the government has seen the data from the last three years, and they don't believe that there has been a substantial drop-off in productivity uh, because of working from home. How that works long-term, how that changes our relationships with our employer, with our colleagues, that's going to be one of the true tests here. And BC is, um, you know, going at it, in some regards, solo. There's not a lot of jurisdictions that are looking at these sort of changes in terms of um, encouraging people for certain jobs to stay at home. So yeah. so we will see what the long-term outcomes of, of well, that are. As you can tell by my comments, put me down as skeptical. When it comes to uh, productivity and accountability, I still think you should be at the office. Uh, you're not going to change my opinion. And I think that's the difference between the public sector and the private sector. I know we're doing it in the private sector as well, but I think we've got to get back to work. And that's where you're most productive and most accountable. Anyway, I I'm will at home on. right now, Jazz, and I'm being productive. I'm writing a story <laughs> well, for television and talking to you at the exact same time. There is, there are some positions that can do that. I could do the show from home, but I refuse to because I think it's better to be to do it here. The employer expects me to do it here. I, I did it for about a month. It was fine, uh, but I was really happy to get back to work. And I, I'm much more wired to be at work and to be around colleagues and produce a show that way. But I get where you're coming from. Perhaps. That's the great debate for 2023, uh, just as it was for 2022. Let's talk about the other issue um, that we uh, are spending a lot of our time focusing upon. That's healthcare. Premier David Eby uh, was in Ottawa today. What is he asking for? And and uh, I'm assuming he had a one-on-one with uh, Prime Minister Trudeau. Yeah, I just spoke to the Premier. Uh, he was with the Prime Minister for about 45 minutes. Uh, they spoke about a wide range of topics from changes uh, to bail conditions, uh, food security, training more RCMP officers, but clearly the big issue continues to be health care. Uh, the Premier is in Ottawa today. Uh, tomorrow he heads to Toronto to meet with Premier Doug Ford tomorrow. All of this sets up next week when the Prime Minister uh, will meet with the Premiers. Evie will fly back to Ottawa for that meeting. Didn't get any really good clues, though, uh, from the Premier on exactly what the Prime Minister is expected to put on the table. But we do know, Jazz, that there's an interest here from Ottawa to sign bilateral one-on-one agreements with every province. And we also know that BC is more than willing to sign similar deals to that. They would have tied to them uh, certain uh, measuring points uh, and certain uh, areas of investment. And one of the ones that continues to come up is investments in family doctors to ensure that there are more people in this province attached to family doctors. Uh, There's also a financial commitment here, it seems to be as part of this conversation around uh, mental health and addictions and treatment facilities and beds. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a common goal here from Ottawa and Victoria uh, to find money for across the province to enhance uh, what is provided in terms of treatment and addiction support. Uh, My understanding is the feds pay about 22% of our health care costs in BC. Generally, health care eats up about 40% of a provincial government's budget. The goal is to get the federal government to pay for about 35% of that. Is that, are my numbers right? Nope, your numbers are exactly right. Uh, and it comes out to some sort of astronomical number of, of tens of billions of dollars additional a year from federal coffers to provincial coffers. But there was a time, Jaws, where this was a 50-50 split. 
that Ottawa and the provinces each put in half for health care. And over time, because it has been a provincial responsibility, more and more of the burden has fell on the provinces. And as we have an aging population, provincial budgets are just struggling to keep up with that. And we are seeing that in terms of erosion of our health care system, uh, but also, you know, priorities in other places of the system sometimes don't get the money because healthcare, as you described, eats up so much of it. Well, let's talk a little bit more about healthcare just for a moment, uh, Richard. Um, Adrian Dix, uh, Health Minister Adrian Dix, held a um, press conference today talking about the new payment model uh, for doctors. It was announced prior uh, for a few weeks ago. Uh, it is, in many ways, a systemic change to how we pay our doctors. Give me a sense of uh, where you're he- where you think the system is going. And more importantly, is is there uptick from doctors in regards to what the minister announced? There is uptake, Jazz, but it depends who you ask whether this is a success or not. So there are about anywhere from 3,600 to 4,000 family doctors who are practicing right now a fee-for-service model. And Mm -hmm. this is what's changing, is the fee-for-service. So far, a little over 1,000 doctors have signed on to the new system. The health minister told me he's thrilled by this. He only expected on day one that 400 doctors would sign up for this and that many would wait. Mm -hmm. But you speak to some of the holdouts, and they say that they've had months to consider this, and they still have serious questions. They have questions around how many patients they can see. They have questions about the definition of uh, treating severe and uh, serious patients and what that severity index is. They have questions about locums and what do they do when uh, they are away as family doctors and need to get replacements? How do those replacements get paid? They have had these questions for months and the ministry uh, and the minister has not answered those questions for them and therefore they have not signed on to the new system. So I don't know how you measure success. The minister is insistent that more and more will sign up. He's confident that more than 80% of those eligible will sign up. The reason why signing up is important here is because by making this change, by properly subsidizing and financially supporting these doctors, it will encourage more back into the system, and that will allow more British Columbians, the one million or so people that don't have a family doctor attached to become attached to a family doctor. So as British Columbians, we need this to work. We need doctors to sign on to this. But if the deal is not what was promised, then there's going to be some resistance. We know it got passed by more than 90% of doctors. So the original deal there is support for. Mm -hmm. How it's working out in the details is what's still lacking. There's still confidence from the minister this is going to work. But, you know, we'll have to wait to see whether this 1,000 or the 3,600 is a win or not, the health minister insists that it is. Yeah, I mean, the, the average wage, according to the announcement, would uh, the doctors are making about $250,000 a year based on the old system. Under the new system, they would make 385000 It would also take into consideration time and complexity and uh, hopefully, at least on paper, try to improve the quality of care as well rather than just yeah. every patient is the same. You're paid $25 per visit and you just keep customers, uh, patients going, coming and going and this would hopefully improve the quality of that but I think you raise a very good point this was developed and co-developed with doctors of BC and BC family doctors as well so hopefully there's some uh, uh, pressure perhaps within the system and within colleagues as well to say look take a look at this thing this is a better system than what we have right now so a very interesting experiment and one I think the government desperately and certainly wants to to for it to succeed as well so we'll definitely keep an eye on that Richard thank you so much yeah my pleasure as always Jeff thanks for having me